2: And I believe that that's
0: really why you're here Christ died for us History Makers Hi, welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're chatting with Lorraine and Gabriel from the movie Unplanned They've been pastors for a number of years and they've got a whole bunch of projects that they're a part of from Inspiring Faith uh, International, their amazing ministry. We're going to find out a bit more about that, but let's find out a bit of their story. Uh, Welcome to the program, Lorraine. Tell us a bit about uh, where you were born and raised and how you came to faith.
1: Yes, thank you, Matt, for having me on the show. I was raised in Southern California to a family that were believers, Mm -hmm. and you asked me just a moment ago if I had a great conversion story, and I say yes. I was three years old Ah. when I asked my mother to wait with me after we had a family Bible study so that I could ask Jesus into my heart. Uh. It was my first memory of... It was actually my earliest childhood memory, Uh, and I used to despise that because I didn't have anything that other people had to go through for their conversion story, and so I didn't really value it, but today, at my age now, um, I really value the fact that at three years old, God took a hold of my heart, but my true conversion story took place when I was 38 years old, and I was seeking just to learn more about the power of God. My brother had become a very... um, charismatic type of believer which is not the way that we were raised and he was he was asking for the gifts of the holy spirit and i just thought that he'd gone off the deep end and um as a, as a good younger sister, I needed to correct him. Mm-hmm. So I went on a, a seven-day journey of just opening up my Bible and asking the Lord to speak to me and not listening to or not paying attention to what I had been taught from my family, from my church, from my pastor, but just, Holy Spirit, you're going to teach me what you want me to know about you. And so that opened up a supernatural journey for me that I heard God's voice for the first time in the middle of the night. It was actually election election cycle. In 2000, George Bush versus Al Gore, it was a huge thing in America at the time because our nation went to bed without a president-elect. I don't know if you know anything about that history, but um, that never had happened before where we didn't have a a candidate that was elected for um, presidency. And at that night, I was praying for the Holy Spirit to just come and meet me in power. And it didn't happen that way, but I was awakened at night by a voice, and it, and I heard the Lord say, go. It was like a commander's shout in my ear, and I knew it was the voice of God. I didn't know where to go, so I thought it had to do with election. It didn't. I went back to bed, and in the early morning hours, I was awakened by the voice of God for the second time. And he spoke to me, and he said, Lorraine, I have a word for you. And I'd been praying for, um, the gift of tongues, the spiritual language. And I said, well, is this, is that, is this that? He says, no, this word is in Vietnamese. Because you've never heard this word before, I'm going to speak, I'm going to spell it for you after I say it to you. I want you to get up and write it down. The word is Duong. It's spelled D U O N G. Give this word to a woman named Tam. She does your nails. Give her this word and she'll know what it means. (sighs) And, um, I'd say that that's very specific. Yeah. (laughs) And of course, the first thing I did is I ran to this woman's, um, nail salon in the morning at nine o'clock when she opened. And I was very excited to find out what this word meant. And she had never, she had no clue. And I said, that doesn't make sense to me. God said to write it down so there'd be no confusion. And I'm now I'm confused. So I, she says, well, you need a manicure. Come sit down. And I didn't, but I'm like, okay. So I sat down at her table and there was a song playing on the radio. By Eric Clapton. Tears in Heaven. Would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? And the Lord started speaking to me, and now I'm awake. And He says, "Tell Tam that's the, that's the word. That's the message I have for her. Tell her that I know her name." Mm. And I'm like, "Wow, Tam, God wants you to know that He knows your name." And I had forgotten her name actually until He spoke it to me in that dream. And so she said, "He knows my name." I said, "Yeah." And then the Lord gave me two more messages for her. One wow. was that He wanted her to know His name, and He wanted her to know that He loved her. And um, I will leave your li- your listeners hanging, <laughs> <laughs> but the word "duong" is Vietnamese, and it's actually one of the most powerful words that are that has ever been spoken in Vietnamese. That is and awesome. You can find it in John fourteen six.
0: John 14.6, oh, come on, that's, uh, that's like Book of Acts kind of stuff, you know, a dream and God spoke to you and you, oh, that's wonderful. Well, let's uh, bring Gabriel into the conversation. Uh, welcome along, mate. Tell us a bit of your uh, upbringing and your conversion story.
2: Well, thank you for having us. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Uh, I grew up in Mexico as a Catholic ah and uh, until about the age of 29, uh, we were, uh, I would say, nominal uh, Catholics mm-hmm. to go to church. My mom told us to go to church. And if he sent you to church uh, for her to um, uh, see that you did go as a kid, he said you have to bring me back the bulletin, and so I had to go and get one. And so, <laughs> but anyway, uh, at that age, there was a conversion in my family. My my uh, my youngest brother Ray who, uh, went to got invited by a friend to go to a Baptist church, and they went in, and he met the Lord right there and mm-hmm. then came back home and I said, I don't know about you guys, but I'm saved. And my mother said, "Like, what are you talking about? This is crazy. What do you mean you're saying? Well, you're in a cult or something. i got to go check this out. So the next <laughs> weekend, there goes my mom with my sisters to this Baptist church to hear, you know, what's going on with my son. Well, guess what? At the end of the service, my mom's in tears, goes up and receives, receives Christ mm. and my sisters and then the boyfriends. And then so my whole family becomes a believer in a very short period of time. Well, they're doing that. I'm in Mexico, still being a, a good Catholic. And 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 um, my brother in Tahoe also has a conversion a couple of weeks later. So the Lord just converted, not converted, had an encounter with my family for them to become believers. And then I was the last one to come uh, to the knowledge of having a personal Savior in Mexico. when my mm-hmm. mom came to sell some properties, and she explained to me the personal relationship. Mm-hmm. And we had dialogue, and I still remember the. Uh, where I was standing, where I said, "God, if this is if this is who you are, and uh, I want to receive you," and uh, and I became a believer in 1981, mm-hmm. December 1981. So my whole, it was a, a whole family thing that mm-hmm. happened of conversion mm-hmm. uh, to to Christianity,
0: and ever since has been has been fantastic, mm, wonderful. And how did you guys meet? What's your what's your love story?
1: I was going to a church in Southern California. The past senior pastor was Charles Swindoll. He was a radio preacher, um, that a lot of people heard about. And that's how Gabriel's family, his mother used to listen to Charles Swindoll. So she invited Gabriel to come to this church that I was raised in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we met at a singles group. And actually, a funny story is, um, um, on one of our first non-meetings, we were at a singles group, uh, retreat and my friend wanted to introduce me to Gabriel. And I took a look across the room and I had this thought. It's not a, it's not a, uh, anyway, I had this, I said, if I meet him, he's going to want to marry me one day. Uh. And I'm not ready for that. (laughs) And it's not a narcissistic thought. I think that was inspired by the Holy spirit. It was a prophetic word. He had a girlfriend at the time. It wasn't like it was, um, obvious. (laughs) So it was just kind of funny.
2: Through the singles group, I was very much involved in leadership there. And so, um, Mm -hmm. that's when we started dating. And, uh, it, it, it was
0: great. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And you were pastoring for a while too. Tell us about your, your pastoral background.
2: Yes, I um, I worked in the in the software industry for 20 years. I was at Microsoft for 20 years as mm-hmm. a designer. And then the uh, Lord um, took me out of there. But I was already uh, – we were going to a Messianic Foursquare Church in Seattle cool. at the time. And when I uh, ended that job, then I devoted more time to – be a servant mm-hmm. at that church when we when God led us to a messianic church and uh, from there I became a, the first elder that the church had and then for and and, and then a couple of, one or two years later I got my licensing through Foursquare and this is a, a messianic Church so the emphasis was uh, to take uh, the gospel to the Jew first and then to the Gentile mm-hmm. because people uh, It is their Savior first before it is to the Gentiles. Mm. We know that. So Jewish roots and celebrating the festivals and that. And I was involved at many levels Mm. uh, of the church, like the right-hand man, Mm -hmm. for 14 years. Wow. And then my wife also was uh, involved in the church. So we we served and we did whatever was needed Mm -hmm. at any time, any day. Mm. So good. That was our heart.
0: And now, Lorraine, tell us a bit about how you got involved in the movie Unplanned. It uh, came out in the U.S. and got number four in the box office when Mm -hmm. it was released. And, uh, of course, Abby Johnson's story, an amazing story, an ex-abortionist who was a part of 22,000 abortions, had abortions herself, and then had a revelation from God, and and, you know, her life was transformed. The movie's amazing. Tell us how you got involved in the movie.
1: There are two co-directors, Carrie Solomon and Chuck Consulman, that we met in the in 2015 mm-hmm. at a writers' conference. God gave me a screenplay to write as they were speaking. And so I wrote a screenplay, and that's how we got into connection with each other. They were mm-hmm. developing this movie called Love in the Face of ISIS. And then just right before Donald Trump was elected president, they heard from the Lord to put aside every other project that unplanned was going to go first. Wow! And so I got a phone call from them. And they said, first of all, is Gabriel a pastor? <laughs> and I'm like, why are you asking me that? But they really wanted to have prayer covering. And so they, they wanted to have minister a ministerial team on set. So from that point on, we started praying every day for Unplanned. And then when we went into filming, we were asked to be the on-set pastors. And that's how we got involved.
0: Wow. And, you know, the movie has impacted so many people uh, around the world now it's uh, an amazing story and I know it's been in the headlines that a number of abortion workers have now quit their job right. and uh Connected with Abby's ministry. Tell us a bit about Abby's ministry these days.
1: So, Abby started a ministry called And Then There Were None because she really wanted to reach out to the abortion workers as she was reached out to in love and just brought into a place where they could have resources, leave the industry. There's a lot of stigma attached to being an abortion worker. So, if you want to go and start a job someplace else, nobody wants to hire you. You Mm. were, you know, we want, we, America says we want abortion, but yet we don't really want to, we don't really want to deal with those abortion workers. And so she started this ministry. And since Unplanned has come out. Um, About one to two abortion workers per day have been Mm. reaching out to her ministry for help to leave Mm. the industry.
0: So powerful. Now, of course, uh, the movie is uh, very uh, controversial as well. Uh, Lots of people um, uh, like even Christian radio stations in the US wouldn't play the ad for it and I know that was a big issue. Uh, Matthew West wrote a song called Unplanned which is the most beautiful beautiful song. Um, It's uh, gotten lots of uh, controversial comments around the world, uh, but uh, it's really got a, a beautiful message, hasn't it?
1: Right. It's, and yeah. it's it's just it's God's heart in song mm. Mm. about the unborn and about the child in the womb. It's mm. just beautiful. Mm. So I encourage everybody to go listen to Matthew West's song. <laughs> YouTube it or something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Definitely take a listen.
0: Uh, so good. Now let's uh, talk a bit more about your ministry, Inspiring Faith International. Uh, I'd love to know about a couple of the books you've done. So uh, Planned from the Start. Tell us about that one.
1: That is a book that our directors asked me to write when we came back from filming. They saw the need for um, just a healing devotional. So many people's stories were uncovered when we were on set that's the power of unplanned. It lifts the shame off of abortion stories that have been hidden and kept suppressed. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted me to bring – They they actually, they prayed. And the Lord said, Lorraine's the one to write this book. I want to say that I've not had an abortion. I was not really even part of the pro-life movement. But God just took his hand, and he plucked us up, and he set us there. And he had us um, in the place that He of his choosing. And so, yes, yeah, so I wrote this devotional. And it's to cover the five areas of emotional pain that women and men face post-abortion, grief, mm-hmm. guilt shame regret and depression and in each of those areas God has the counter move he moves in the opposite spirit to bring his healing love and so There are five testimonies of people that have gone through abortion and how the Lord has healed them in each of those areas, Mm. just what their journey is. And we know the power of testimony. If he could do it for you, he could do it for me. Mm. And so there's just this beautiful work that's being done in people's hearts as they get a hold of this book and they reconnect with God's purposes for their lives.
0: Well, let's stay on that topic for a moment. Uh, uh, Gabriel, uh, I remember you mentioning to me a while back about the uh, focus on the family in the U.S., did a, a massive event in, uh, was it Times Square, New York? Yes. Tell us about that, because I mean, it's a powerful message, isn't it?
2: The night before uh, the event with folks on the family, they had the Megatrons of um, Plant on Times Square uh, together with another organization. And uh, people um, were surprised that uh, there was a ticker at the bottom of the Megatron, which is the number of abortions that are happening worldwide. Wow. And uh, there was one comment one lady saying, like, that can't be true. That just cannot be true. That cannot be. How is it that those numbers, you know, because it is true. Mm -hmm. And so um, after that, I believe the following day or the next, uh, on that particular weekend, Focus on the Family, which is very pro-life, and you know about that ministry. Mm -hmm. Is are great? Um, Had basically a rally of life right there in New York on the streets and – they invited many people. 10,000 people were there. And, uh, they talked to Abby, Abby Johnson was there. Ashley Brasher from the actress from Plant. And, uh, and they had musicians. But the thing that they had that was really key was a live ultrasound right there in the Megatrons. Well, wow. while they were having the, the ultrasound in one of the trailers on the side, mm. they, um, they showed a four, a 4D, a, a what you call four dimensional. Life move going on in somebody's belly. Wow. And the baby, you know, yawns and moves, and you, oh. and you can see life. And people are like, some people are silent because they've never seen anything yeah. like that. And uh, come to find out after that, they showed that, that it was actually Abby Johnson's baby oh. that they were uh, basically showing. And oh. then Abby Johnson came out and said, this is life. This is what I have oh, you pointing to her belly. <laughs> Says, this is life, people. <laughs> this is life. And uh, she... She holds no punches back. I mean, really, mm. she is really out there for life. Mm. So that was the event and it was very, very sick. I believe very, very eye opening to the community in New York because New York, you know, has that bill that was passed about you can get rid of your baby all the way in, uh, after they're born, mm. basically Amazing. in the first uh, hours of that. So this was kind of like God saying, you got that. Well, let me show you life. Mm. Let me show you a picture of what life looks like.
0: Well, it's an amazing story of uh, how God has used Abby Johnson. Uh, you know, the, the, everyone behind this movie, Unplanned. Um, and let's believe that it's going to impact more people around our nation, around the world. Uh, and, uh, our time's almost up, but just before we go, uh, Lorraine, you've got a couple of other projects. Uh, they're powerful moments in the presence of God. Uh, give us a quick snapshot. What's that sure. book about?
1: That's a beautiful devotional. Uh, devotional that's pictorial. It has pictures from around the world that we took on mm-hmm. our travels with inspiring faith. And then it also has just messages that God laid on my heart that as he was speaking to me in my own quiet time. Mm. And it was just so powerful. I remember sharing this with a missionary in Egypt, and I would just get so excited that there's these um, these thoughts that were being presented that I'd never heard of or thought of before. And I'd share it with her, and she goes, oh, that needs to be in a book. I'm like, no, that's mine. <laughs> so anyway, those are just um, very personal moments that ended up in this book. And it also includes some supernatural testimonies. Gabriel was healed from bladder cancer after living with it for 20 years. And got wow. supernaturally healed him on the doctor's table. Wow! So, um, yeah, we have a lot of really cool stories in that book as well.
0: Awesome! And the film "Love in the Face of ISIS," uh, based on the book. Um, Your other project Tell us a bit about that
1: Well the title is the same But the story is completely different Because Mm. the book is a book of prayer strategies How do we pray over the situation in the Middle East Which I'm going to say is actually a book about How do we pray for us as well You know it's not just segmented to the Middle East I learned so much in writing that book But so the story of uh, Love in the Face of ISIS Was a story that God showed me from start to finish What this story was going to be about While I was sitting in my seat And two producers from Hollywood are speaking And God showing me this is the story that you're going to write, and I just watch He says you're going to write this movie. It's going to be based off of two brothers in the Bible, Esau and Jacob, when loved by the father, when cherished by the mother. Immediate conflict in the home You're going to take them out And so I just watched it From start to finish And so that is a project That's in development And I'm just going to say To anybody listening Pray for it mm-hmm. Because it's a message that Of life It's a love letter To Muslims And it's a love letter To the Christian community too So I just want to see That movie um, brought, to, brought to fruition mm,
0: Wonderful Well once again If people want to find out more The website is Inspiringfaith.us uh, Gabriel and Lorraine, it's been wonderful to have you with us on History Makers. I reckon you're History Makers. God bless. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history?
1: History Makers.
0: History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, Scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world.